Do you know how much your wireless is costing you? Probably a lot more than you think. But with Consumer Cellular, you can get talk, text, and data for just $20 a month. Consumer Cellular also offers flexible plans, nationwide coverage to 99% of the U.S. population, no contract, and a 30-day risk-free guarantee. Plus, you keep your number and your phone. Make the switch today. Go to ConsumerCellular.com to get started. Previously on Androids and Aliens. It was a very risky move here. You have not rested in about 25 combats. An exhausted crew finally secured the treasure trove. So let's talk about the treasure because you were, some of you were doing some checks mid-combat. This Mark III ability crystal mm. can increase any one ability score by six. But will the power they uncovered lead to ruin? As fragments of the ancient warlord's psyche flood your mind and body, its magic is then forever spent. And the secrets of the past finally surfaced. He's dead. Ah, she's dead. Yeah, I killed him accidentally. How? You'd killed him? Two captains clashed over the beginning of the end. What good is power, Captain, when it's only temporary? Now look at us, just two captains on opposite sides of the fence. The adventure continues. The powerful will always destroy the weak, and soon the corpse fleet shall rule the galaxy. Now. Gonna be some sweet sounds, sweet sounds coming down on the night shift. Oh, on the night shift. That was Night Shift by the Commodores. Coming up next is a new hit by those crazy cats over androids and aliens. Here's 151. There it is. Ooh, on the 151. Oh, that's the episode. That's the episode. I love that song. Do you know this song, Ellie? The Night Shift by the Commodores? Yes, 100%. Ellie? Yes, 100%. I know that song. By the 100%. I know that song. I know. Name, I also know. Name one of the, the main singers that went on to have a very successful solo career from the Commodores. Le- Larry Four. Bird. No. I was going to give you okay, three Sting, 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 Sting. No, Sting. No, Sting. Okay. Michael Jackson. Sting was the backup bassist for the Commodores, but he never... <laughs> Okay, he I know never, that he never a Commodore sang is, on any tracks. I know Commodore is a bird. I know that. Fuck no. <laughs> no, that's not true either. Also, no, not true. you're out. You're out, Ellie. You're out. <laughs> like you're thinking of Condor. Of the Commodore. Oh my god. California endangered California Commodores. <laughs> okay, Commodore is a computer as well. That I know. Yes, right? Commodore sixty four. Okay. Uh, the correct ass. answer was Lionel Richie. Just in case you've ever asked that again Ooh, in mixed company. Lionel Richie. I do know that guy. He. Do you know that he? Uh, his pants uh, broke during a concert once, and his balls fell out. 
<laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> and his. You Paul. knew that yeah, bit of trivia. I didn't know that he was the singer for the <laughs> Commodores. Or I, what a Commodore was. I have encyclopedic <laughs> knowledge about celebrities' junk views. Okay. Or spotting. I'm, I'm going to regret yeah. this later, but I'm Googling Lionel Richie's balls. <laughs> it might have been him. I hope so. Well... No, no, it doesn't look like it was. I don't no, think I know it's you're not, thinking of. Yeah, yeah. You're, it's not Lionel Richie. His first name does start with an L. You were yes. close, kind of. Leslie Nielsen. It? No, wait, no, I don't know. He's super yes, hot. You nailed He's, it. It is Leslie no. Nielsen at a concert. <laughs> Surely you <laughs> can't be serious. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, someone's someone super hot that starts with L. Yes. Eleanor DeLorenz? No. Okay. Lenny Kravitz. Oh, Lenny Kravitz. You're thinking of Lenny, Lenny Kravitz. Kravitz. Yeah. Lenny Kravitz. Okay. Sorry. Lenny Kravitz, well. often confused with Lionel Richie and <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. And Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. I get those three always jammed up has, in my wait, head. I, Lenny Kravitz has appeared, has, has worked as an actor. Has Lionel Richie? Has Lionel? Yes. Have you seen the video to Hello? Oh, a, yeah. a piece no. of art. I'm not talking about music videos. I'm not disparaging his acting skills. Oh, are they in not music art videos. to you, Matthew? <laughs> no, I'm asking. Has has Lionel Richie appeared in a movie that would have been his generation's version of the Hunger Games trilogy? Is all I'm no. asking. Well, no. that is very specific, and so I will say no. But I will look at Lionel Richie's IMDb. Uh, well, he to was see what a comes voice uh, actor. He guested as a voice actor in The Simpsons. Like season 15 well, or something. Who he evidently seen? was in The Color Purple. Was he? Oh. Uh, the, oh, the movie, oh he, was, he was in the soundtrack to The Color Purple. That does oh not count. It's a big difference. Yeah, big difference. I don't remember him in The Color Purple. Guys. but uh, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, time Lionel, soundtrack. Lionel Richie is Say You, Say Me. There you That's go. Lionel yeah. Richie. Yes. Yep. That's a good tune. Oh, I got it. Oh, you know what? Lionel Richie appeared in the remake of the bishop's wife called the preacher's wife with Denzel Washington. So he actually does have. Oh. Does have uh, and he did perform with the Commodores on the Saturday Night Live. I don't know. That's not, might not be true. The only reason I was, I jumped at that. I, I followed this uh, Twitter account recently. That is the whole account is just celebrities introducing the musical guests on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> oh, and yeah. it is. My favorite account that I follow, and because it, it's just really random, good. it'll be like Elliot Gould from from '79 <laughs> introducing, uh, you know, uh, someone that isn't even performing anymore. To like, it's great. It's like it's the name of the account is like uh, SNL music guests being introduced. It's, it's just, I watched. Oh, oh. I mean, I sat there and watched like forty of them, and they're just like two seconds, ladies and gentlemen. Blah blah blah. I mean, <laughs> you are you are aware of the meme of Daniel Craig introducing the weekend. Right? I am, and it's I don't know why. Why that one's so popular? Is it just his, his, uh, the way he is so uh, heartfelt in his introduction? Is that what gives it? No, I think it's it because is, they, yeah. well, they repost it every weekend. That's On all Fridays. the Twitter account does. Yeah, oh, so that's it's, it. Yeah. But it's the way one. he says it. Yeah, it was, all, it was yeah. also the timing because it was like right before COVID, wasn't it? That it was just like. The world was falling apart, about to fall apart, and he's just. <laughs> I love gentlemen. Twitter accounts like that, though. The there's, there's another one. I think it's Dexter's. You guys remember Dexter's Laboratory? Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. I'm pretty Candy sure it's Tartikoff the father. I think it's the father character in Dexter's Lab or another cartoon, but it's a Twitter account that reposts this one clip 
that's from the cartoon show. And he like opens the front door and he just goes, Saturdays are for the boys. And they retweet it every Saturday. And I'm like, this is so fucking funny. Uh, there was another one that's like that. Like, I think it's called like out of context Garfield. Yeah. And it's yes. just old Garfield strips with the, uh, the word boxes removed. And I mean, whoever no. curates this account, they're hilarious. And it's just an no, image. It's, no, it's, they, they and, and it's without Garfield. Garfield. Yeah. They yeah. removed Garfield. So it's oh, just, it's just John. John. With yeah. no words just, and no Garfield, and it's just him yeah. like looking sad or like being happy for a second, and then being super sad, <laughs> like alone so in a room with no sound. <laughs> Great idea! Brilliant, John without Garfield. Yeah, it's called. Uh, it's got a great name too because it's just it's like John. It's just like <laughs> focuses on him and what a sad, Garfield sad minus, dude he is. Like. Garfield minus Garfield, but it is with the it is still with the text uh, the the text. But it's the text just it. uh, him sitting alone. For example, oh. it says, "Does life get any better than this?" And then the next box is just him sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So good. Oh, that that scratches me right where I itch. That's great. That's good. That's good. Man, Lionel Richie to Garfield. Where do we go? Well, I have to say, I I have to admit, I don't, I don't know that song. Uh, Night show. What? Yeah. No. uh, So I just, I just brought it up immediately. That's a sweet fucking tune, man. I was oh, listening yeah. to it the whole time you guys were talking. I couldn't hear anything you were oh, saying. Dude, I just Peloton to it the other day, it's and it was really, divine. really good song. It's, it was from the movie, wasn't it? The the movie Night Shift, or it oh, was used in a, the Michael Keaton movie. I think it was. It's Ron Howard. Ron Howard directed that movie. It was Ron yeah, Howard's I, first movie, right? I think. It's gonna be some right. sweet sound, sweet sound. Yeah. Morning down and the, and the, the guys night all look so happy. Like why they're singing, <laughs> just like that's good. Yeah, no, it's a great too. Marvin, he was a friend of mine. It's, a, I mean, is it about uh, Marvin Gaye dying, or is it? Uh, is that just one part of it? Early for that, isn't it? I think it's it's eighty five, right? Well, he says oh, no, Marvin, uh, he was a friend of mine. Uh, according to oh, YouTube, yeah. here it was oh, uploaded they, yeah, two thousand nine. You're, you're looking it's, at the wrong song. One. Is it from also, 1985. Also, <laughs> this this sweet sweet tune uh, on YouTube has twelve thousand thumbs down. Wow, twelve thousand. Uh, what? That, I want to know who these people are. Like, go wait, to wait, that this, and well, they're like, you know what? To- nah. Like, what are you is, even doing on that anyway? This is where I I will admit I did not know this. This came out after Lionel Richie left the group. Uh, I did know that. Oh, I did know that. Um, yes, the first, the first verse mentions Marvin Gaye's song, What's Going On. The second verse mentions Jackie Wilson's Lonely Teardrops, Baby mm. Workout, and Higher and Higher. Jackie, mm, hey, what you doing now? Yeah. Oh, it's great. <laughs> great fucking great song. song. Everyone should stop watching this right now and go listen to that song. No, wait till the end of the show. Uh, yeah, Commodores, you can't beat it. Anyways. I want to just talk about last week. I want to jump right in here because oh. um, I'm tired. After our minor detour into <laughs> because I'm tired. I no, but right uh, last week was um, awesome. It I'm was so 
Great. And I, I knew that like, I, I kind of had in my head that I wanted to give you guys time to RP and, and I knew that that had the potential to be something, uh, really special with the, uh, the gravitas of the situation, perhaps your last RP. Uh, and wow, did all of you just blow it out of the water? <laughs> blow it out of the water. I mean, the, the big reveal of, 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 of Callum finally telling Friss this thing, uh, to, to bring some sort of closure to him, tragic cro- closure. Um, you know, I thought my, my Kreska reveal was going to be the big one, but that, that's, that stole the show. And then the whole conversation with Seiyun and Dax and then PG and Kre- It was just great. So you guys, uh, really, really wonderful job. Have you been thinking great. about it all week like me? Yeah. I mean, we've been watching season two of, uh, Love on the Spectrum, which just came out. Oh, I love uh, that show. <laughs> and I was just thinking about like the Dax and Seiyun is like, was really making me think of that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, like every date on that show. It's, it's yeah, it it's like, like trying to understand. Yeah, mm. I, uh, yeah, I, I was thinking about it a lot too, and mainly in the context that uh, I was, if I'm honest, uh, a little bitter that I had to uh, follow Callum and Doctor Friss. That's, uh, <laughs> you should have gone last, Callum. You really, also, really <laughs> fucked it I, up for the rest of us. I also that was like, such a it, phenomenal scene. Man, it was so hard to like Troy afterward was like, yeah, and you tell him this at a point where he can't go back to his normal life. And he could have before, but now he can't like he always thought he was running. And meanwhile, Callum, like in a metagame world, well, metagaming, like there was no time to talk about stuff. We like never really have rest time. And it's really hard in this kind of module sometimes. But also not metagaming wise, just character wise, like. Callum didn't know that. Like, it's really hard right. for him to come into the scenario not knowing your background. And even though people have, like, mentioned it, he's an awkward teenager. He's not going to be like, hey, mister, I think I know who you're talking about. And by the way, I killed him. Like, it's just not normal conversation. So, it, yeah. sadly, it, this felt like the right time. And then also just, like, the worst time. I'm like, yeah, you're free, yeah. buddy. All right, let's go uh, die, let's go die together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh, it was just yeah, great. You've been holding on to this information for 55 episodes, and now you chose it to... T- I mean, I it's, it's great! Yeah. Well, I would also argue, and Skid, obviously, tell me if I'm wrong, but though Friss has at times come across as ornery, he's never come across to me as particularly selfish or self-interested. Like, as if this information would mean, oh, great, then I'll just split. The only reason I'm doing this is because I'm on the run. You know what I mean? Like, he definitely has an anger toward the whole cult as well. You know, uh, anybody mm-hmm. that would exact that sort of uh, punishment on people or the galaxy in general, I, I feel like Friss is like, he's in it for the long haul. He's not in it for selfish reasons. Yeah, I think he has some some sociopathic tendencies, but he's not Nestor. I mean, he's like, he does have uh, the greater good in mind like he yeah this is this is important like it's it's saving the galaxy you know it's not his first choice but he you know he knows what's at stake and you know yeah so i think he it would have been nice for him and from his perspective to know it as soon as possible but i don't think it would have changed where he is now yeah that's Mm. right uh so 
Let's bring David Winters in for a second. David, give it up for your uh, your old putty, uh, David Winters, everyone. Uh, David, as someone who is uh, focused mainly on uh, trying to keep us honest here with our uh, tenuous, at best, grasp on this rule system, do you still enjoy it as a spectator and like, oh, what a cool moment? Uh, like, how do you uh, how do you watch this show now? Do you go back and listen to it again? Do you watch the streams afterwards? I go back and listen to it uh, occasionally, especially when I mess something up, and then I it just really <laughs> just eats at me for weeks. Uh, but outside <laughs> of that, I enjoy the episodes like last week, where outside of me talking about a couple of those items at the beginning, I didn't really have to do anything, and I'm just here <laughs> along for the ride. And I often you think just about sip it. On your wh- pale stranger, yeah. kick back, <laughs> relax. <laughs> <laughs> more more like suffer through the pale stranger but that is <laughs> my fault for bringing a pale stranger for a two-hour episode but i i enjoy watching it and the way i like to think about it those episodes where i'm not rules lawyering i'm just the first p- person that gets to listen to the show before anyone else uh, it, it drops nice. later on so that's the way i think about it that's yeah, awesome the, the nft holder of each episode gonna <laughs> <laughs> uh, be rich I just got an email uh, about how we could be crazy rich if we just do this NFT thing. Oh, I don't know it. the person who sent the email. They seem pretty <laughs> random, but I was just going to reach out to them because it seems legit. <laughs> Did the yeah. email begin with, have I got a million, idea, million dollar idea for you? <laughs> no, the email began with, hey, the glass cannon. Oh, I got the, I got the same email. All one word, no space. Oh, yeah, I got the same email. All one case. I was. I immediately deleted it because it was spam. Well, I saw that we could make a million and was like, "Keep talking." Yeah, don't uh, <laughs> don't knock NFTs. Uh, <laughs> the I that bubble's going to burst soon. Get in on it when you can. Eleanor, yes. No, I was just. I I I I agree with Troy that I think everyone did like an awesome job. Uh, but I must say, for my sake, I I think throughout these 151 episodes, it's been it's been a hard hard adventure to organically role play at least for me uh to find these like that doesn't feel forced or weird uh like you know like my weird character is now gonna go and talk to this weird character while while we're like freaking trying to uh, save the universe and not have this nuke go off in 10 seconds you know and i'm just gonna be like hey let me tell you about my love story you know or whatever like it just never feels right for me to do it maybe also it's because uh, of the characters i've created that they're not as i don't know approachable whatever but that's why i was so impressed because i think uh you guys all did that great last week of like it felt very organic uh uh and great for that reason like it felt like it came it was very uh, it was it felt very natural it didn't feel like you know now it's time for me to get some of my backstory out before the end of the universe even though that's kind of what it was <laughs> kind of what it was but yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but I, I totally agree with you in the sense that like the way that this is structured and a lot of these games are like this uh, it's an uphill battle to try to find time to role play um, totally. and it's yeah. usually because of the stakes and stuff because everything is like it just and now and the enemy's ahead of you now and the enemy's right you know what i mean like you it's a race yeah. and uh and, and that's what makes it a little bit tough but um i think we've we found a decent amount of time to do it but it had been too long i think uh, also i gotta of, say do you guys remember qualo's character introduction because it was when callum like first joined the game and it was the funniest fu- it was ridiculous because he was like he's <laughs> 
pooping and farting and he's like this is and huge hitting on kreska like that. he was pooping <laughs> yeah. and farting and hitting on the captain like and he was like i'm a, a huge disgusting like, yeah, i'm missing yeah, what's yeah. your name <laughs> yeah, it, was a flower pops yeah. it was a big misdirect too because he made us think yeah. it was this cool han solo guy and then it was just it yeah turns out it was this- a farting rock <laughs> yeah, it was this. Uh, it was at a bar with the stone, the stone guy who then went to the bathroom, uh, and we were like, "Oh no, we'd let's follow him into the bathroom." And then it wasn't. <laughs> it was like it was such a good episode. It's one of my favorites. I think many favorite episodes. Was that the introduction of the Tiblalians and the Sicilians? Yes, it was. It was. Yeah. It what was. Was. Italians. Italians. What an episode! Yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, I remember yeah. very vividly. I remember very vividly because I. You had done so- I can't remember what you did, Troy, but you had done something <laughs> not unusual that infuriated me. But then we got into the we got into the Tibblians and the Italians, and I was like, "This is just too good." I won you back. <laughs> I won you back. Couldn't stay mad. Uh, oh my god! And you pulled a double switch on me in that one too, because you you introduced an entire character. And totally mm-hmm. played it up to be that this is going to be Grant's character. And it was a soldier. And it was like this big, yeah. huge dude. And it was like, he has this epic weapon in his head or whatever. And I was just like, God damn it, Grant. Like, I was so <laughs> mad in my head. And then you're like, and then this little rock squid creature crawls over the table. Oh, that's one of my favorite. Amazing. You know, because introducing a new character is such a trope at this point. You know, you're yeah. going to find a new way. Especially that's one of my favorites. <laughs> it's like, because yeah, you thought it was tavern. this guy, and then it's the poop monster. <laughs> what, do you, who, what do you think is the best character introduction we've ever done on the network, Troy? Well, you know, I want to be careful with spoiling stuff because people may be yeah. on 151 of A&A, but they haven't listened to uh, Giant Slayer. I'm I would sorry, though, say what uh, what I will say is the show that I think my favorite introduction is. Uh, I think it's Giant Slayer. <laughs> the, char- the show with the most character introductions possible. <laughs> That's the one. Can you narrow down to an episode range? Um... If not the character, then we can at least Between know. one and three hundred. <laughs> oh, I mean, right right around, oh, let's say one hundred-ish. Oh, okay. I know you're talking about. Oh, yeah. I know what. I get yeah. that reference. There's some, there's some, there's some great ones. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there will be no more character introductions. Because if you die now, you are out of the game and out of the adventure path. And I if say you die again. In re- you promise? Yes, I say again. And if you die in real life... <laughs> You are also out of the adventure. Because <laughs> I'm not going to recast somebody for five episodes. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and, Matthew. And I'm not taking a week off to mourn your death because I'm on a content schedule. I've got to get this through. So I'm just letting you know. I said it a couple weeks ago. If your character dies, we're not bringing a new character. If any one of you actually die... We're not taking a week off. We're just going to plow through. <laughs> I'm glad you brought this up because, you know, we've talked about before about the idea of like, you know, when I cross the street, I do consider what would happen if I died in this moment. Mm-hmm. And honestly, sometimes this is how my, this is how you've infected my brain and how yeah. I would like to be free of you. I do think, boy, this would pose a problem for the rec- for this would pose, pose a problem for the podcast because they'd, they'd probably have to record before they had time to find a replacement. <laughs> And that's, <laughs> I was already fucked up, and you've made it that much worse. I would like to congratulate you. We're nothing if we're Hold not on. rigorous. 
Amen. I feel like I have to, I mean, I, I'm not religious, but I feel like I'm not, like, what if we have to, now we have to cleanse ourselves because you can't put this into the universe and be like, what if you die? And then like, what if someone actually dies? Now we have to cleanse ourselves. We're, we're, it's like, we it's have like to thinking. indemnify ourselves more like, because yeah, now like, if someone like, does die, then the high of scrutiny is going to be mostly on Troy. So. Right. That's fair. Oddly enough, I just took out an insurance policy on all six of you. (laughs) (laughs) Why it's signed with today's date. Speaking speaking, I have a question. I have a question. I have a question. Yeah, yeah. If if you're if you're a witness of an insurance fraud, do you have to report it? David. Why do you ask? (laughs) (laughs) Ellie. Do you, do you know what they say about snitches? Exactly. That's, that's, what I, that's what I said. That's what I said. Okay, cool. Then you were all in agreement. Yes. Not exactly uh, the advice you'd hope to get from your legal counsel, but... No. You saw nothing, Eleanor. <laughs> nothing at all. As your attorney, I can only hope that you're not thinking about snitching. <laughs> <laughs> well, the consequences. I'm just happy that Troy took out an insurance policy on me because I don't even have one. So this is great news for me. Oh, don't You're worry. You're coming. What? what, Sydney? You you don't have life Wait. insurance? That's yeah, so surprising. What what is life insurance? <laughs> oh my god! You get paid when you die. It's yeah. a lottery that life. rewards your loved ones if you die. Yeah, life insurance is so <laughs> right. that your spouse gets paid when they murder you. But why right. would Troy? Why would Troy get money then? But like, why would he get? Like, so Troy can get money why somehow. Indeed, Ellie. Why indeed? Because <laughs> no. I'm smart. This, That's something this, for the lawyers to figure out. This brings me back to the contract that I should read again. I guess. <laughs> yes, yeah. your initial A and A contract is a pretty extensive life insurance explanation. <laughs> in we put our hand over most of it. We were like, ah, boilerplate, boilerplate. Just sign right here. <laughs> Standard performer contract. Standard life you insurance die, we're rider. Life insurance claimant. <laughs> we I remember we, yeah. I remember it was a joke that was like in the contract was like if if Troy dies, we all have to get buried with him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <yeah>. Like the old Vikings. It's like yeah. you don't have a choice. It's your wife and your horse. We should take out massive insurance policies on everyone we work with though. That's just smart mm-hmm. business. Yeah, it really is. Um, I've said this many times. Not suspicious at all. (laughs) I think it's only fair, should I perish, that you all commit seppuku. That's fair. (laughs) Ritualistic What's a a seppuku? Seppuku Um, is, uh, it was the band that Lionel Richie was in after the comedy. (laughs) It's a a puzzle you do with numbers. <laughs> yes. You never played seppuku? It's a three by four by four square, or five by five, or six by six. That's called or... seppuku. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why the not just call it chess? Oh, Eleanor, it's uh... <laughs> appropriative, is what chess. it is. But go on. It's like Eleanor, you would, would a man yourself. and a woman love each other very much. <laughs> right. <laughs> the man inserts a sword into his abdomen and slices <laughs> vertically. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So it's like uh, throwing yourself at a sword, basically. Yes. So that's what you should call it then, fucking Americans. All right. Well, it's well, it's the it's a Japanese. It is Japanese, but (laughs) (laughs) but the translation is throwing yourself at a sword, at a sword. Yes, at directly. Oh, so I know kamakasi, kamakasi. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, it's like that closer, is also yeah, quote, very close. <laughs> Fucking Americans and their <laughs> kamikazes. Why don't you just call it crashing your plane into the deck of an aircraft carrier? <laughs> Fucking Americans. Well, for the seventeen people still watching, I'd like to <laughs> just kind of sashay into the episode, if I may. <laughs> sashay into the sashay away. The, the dead sons game we play, Marvin. Uh, <laughs> We uh, we finished last week with a bit of a, 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 a humdinger there of a reveal about Captain K. You know, this started in episode one. We saw as Captain K was on that shuttle to Absalom Station. Still forgot to look up the bay. Duck, I'm, I'm sticking with 51. Uh, it's not 51. But uh, we saw... That she was taken, thrown in prison, and like little hands were coming down, giving her food, and she snatched one and broke it, and then another hand came out and broke her mentally until she was able to, uh, like you even said last week, it was perfect before we even got to the scene, you brought up your penitentiary thing again. You know, you found this inner strength, a connection to the cosmos, I think is how you put it. And that's what unlocked your mystic powers. And then you were just set free. And now you find out, unless they're lying, why? That you were just a sacrifice. They were trying to flush out your family because your family was part of a group that was going to bring them down from the inside. So you and other people like you were taken and thrown in prison so that these freedom fighters would expose themselves. Meanwhile, horrible crimes were pinned on you. So that even when you were released years later, the family would be in ruin. And so when your niece, is it? Najiri contacts you? Najili. At the beginning of book four of our adventure, she's armed with this information that like you brought ruin to our family. You should do the only thing that is honorable and walk out of the nearest airlock. It's unfixable what you've done. She has false information. And now you will die with that the truth never being revealed. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's pretty, I mean, it's got to be pretty uh, earth shaking to know that. Also, my so my family knew about it. So my family knew my family knew about this conspiracy and was trying to work against these guys. Is that the? It sounds like it. Sounds like they were uh, a part of it in some way. Um, they were on the side of good, side of honor, the side of honor, the side of truth. But uh, I think what it, what did uh, Gerd Nichelle say is like they were good, but we were better. Yeah, about Gurdon Shaw. <laughs> so, uh, oh, you mean the undead Vesk captain? Yes, that's that's the fellow. Um, so go over his tongue again. So there's a there's a long tongue long that has tongue. A, a, a pincer it on the end of it. Just looks like yeah, like it's got like uh, little claws at the end of it, almost like three claws, kind of oh. like a, a like a worm, like a space worm, almost. Oh. Gotta make. Enunciation really difficult, really tricky. But he seemed to be all right the way he spoke. He wasn't even uh, he didn't have any sibilant s's. Nothing. No, must just be a factor of undeath. You get a weird 
weird long tongue. I also don't know why space worm is like a descriptor that makes sense. You know, like a space worm. <laughs> a space oh, worm. Yeah, I'm a space worm. I still don't know what you're talking about. A couple hooks at the end? <laughs> All have space worms have three mouth hooks at the end. <laughs> we haven't seen an undead vest before, right? I'm trying to think back. No, I don't no. think so. It seems like it would be very dishonorable. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he said that he was going against the Viscarium, and you know this. Like, back in the day, the Viscarium was a superpower, and when the Pack Worlds were formed, you know, there was this tentative period, I think, where it wasn't clear if the Visk were going to slow down and join, because they were very, very powerful, but they did. But he's saying he was part of a group that was like, F that. The Vescarium is the best, and we should be joining this pack. We should be destroying all these other planets. So they made a deal with the Corpse Fleet, which is exactly what the Corpse Fleet was. Like, Eox is joining the pack worlds? F that. We're going to start the Corpse Fleet. It was a perfect alliance. But there was a traitor in their midst. Yeah, because the, the Vesk are very, I mean, obviously very Klingon-y. They're the Klingon analog in, in this world. And... Yeah, I just, I mean, I can't imagine, oh, like, it, it's its like, it, it seems to me it would have the same kind of social connotations as the Kling, as Klingons siding with the Romulans, perhaps, uh, which was kind of a, it always, it always, always popped up every now and then. Um, and I imagine this is just horrifying to Kreska, both on the, on the level that it's like her whole, like that those 16 years she sent, spent in prison for this just are totally recontextualized and then also the horror of knowing this Vesk betrayed their people and their clan and, and their honor to sell themselves out to corpse fleet just feels like totally totally you know anathema yeah and then took it so far as to like embrace on death as well yeah. like you know what not only am I like anti the Viscarium joining the pack rules these corpse fleet, they get it they, they're on to something here with this whole undeath thing. I'm in. And you know from your time on Eox now what that process is like to choose undeath because you were talked. What was the, the secretary's name at the uh, your uh, attache? <laughs> Remember, she was like, she was like a ghoul that was just like, I want to go. Th- I want to be undead. Yeah. Yeah. It's my life's dream. Yeah. Do I recognize this captain's name now that I know Arabesque? No. No, like Nishal, you know, maybe Nishal rings a bell. The clan like name. You can't, the clan name, Nishal. Like, okay, yeah. I, I don't, I didn't, I didn't, did I go to school with a Nishal? <laughs> no. No. Yeah. I mean, so what are we looking at right now? Are we still, is he still on, on with us or is he kind of. He ended the transmission. Uh, his last words were soon the corpse fleet shall rule the galaxy, and then zoom. Can I do, can first do a retroactive sense motive check, turn his keen augmented psychiatrist's eye to see if he can learn anything? I, could, I doubt, but. Yeah, absolutely. Take a shot. Uh, 35. 35. Uh, you don't get the sense that there was any untruth there, that there was any artifice. He was obviously laying it on thick in a villainy sort of way. Um, 
but yeah, there was you don't you don't sense any subterfuge. Not so much that I'm just like using it to try to get a sense of the man, of the man. You know, just look at the trying to uh, like a psych- quick psychological profile just based on what I just saw. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you get the sense that this is someone who believes in himself truly has made the ultimate sacrifice, but there was a something in his voice that felt uncertain. Hmm. Okay. Now, is that maybe fearing the six of you? It, yeah. Not likely. Not likely. Likely. <laughs> something else. Hmm. Well, maybe fearing someone else, maybe fearing repercussions of failure. Have we heard anything else about Saravox since we saw their name in uh, the commander's notes about Tomb Robber? Because you said there was someone else on the ship that could give out commands, but that Gurdna Shal was in charge. Yeah, Malachar's personal files uh, say that Saravox has the power to issue commands to any crew on board, but Gurdna Shal is the actual commander. And then it goes into Project Tombstone. We haven't heard anything about Sarah Buck since then, right? You have not. Even even an undead who does not fear death because they are dead um, must might still fear, you know, a super weapon that might ruin the entire universe because things might go wrong and they'll be gone too. Uh, because maybe so, maybe that's what he's he's fearing the the, the massiveness of this weapon. Um, or something. You guys yeah, are even, staring at me blind, blankly, so I'm like, <laughs> maybe that was a super dumb fucking theory. But no, yeah, no, no. I mean, this is a this is a massive weapon. There may be some trepidation about like how to take command of it, how to commandeer a super weapon, uh, and then he's got to deal with you as well. It's like I'm I'm trying to trying to take control of a super weapon. Can you just? Stop, you heroes! Maybe. Yeah, he's like he's like you and your content schedule. He's like I have a content <laughs> schedule, guys. Yeah, yeah. And he has also taken a life insurance policy out on everyone <laughs> aboard the corpse fleet, which is ironic because everyone's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very well, inexpensive plan. So I imagine Kresko is just kind of standing there, just like staring at the blank screen. It's kind of almost catatonic, not knowing what to do. Like her whole life is being, you know, totally rewritten in front of her <sighs> eyes. God, I think about those flashbacks that you and I have had, where like Kreska's coming out of her room and hears her family on the porch, sees their shadows through the window, and the joy that was being a part of your family and how that was stripped fruit from you. And you were just a pawn in all of this. And now a patsy. A patsy. Now, now patsy. you know the truth. And if your family is still alive out there, you could explain it to them and maybe re bring the family back together. But you're, I mean, just like Friss, it's, it's all too late. Well, there's also the bigger thing too, which is just like the unholy alliance between this rogue element of the Vescarium and the corpse fleet and this really kind of shady deal where they were just kind of feeding corpses to serve as soldiers just seems 
I don't know. I, I, I have to imagine that when Kreska like, gets her, regains her composure, she, there's got to be legitimate concern about that. Like, incre- both incredibly dishonorable and also dangerous that, you know, the Vescarium has been feeding soldiers to this very, very dangerous force. Like, there's got to be a way to, hopefully a way to, we got to tell somebody, right? Like, we yeah, got to find a way to. Getting that news out could be very, very helpful uh, to the right parties. If there's a galaxy still left to save. Yes. Well, there's that. But yeah, I mean, if there's a way to stop that, I mean, who knows how far this has gone? It was how long ago that you were thrown thrown in prison? Sixteen years plus an AP. Yeah. So you know, over seventeen years ago, longer than maybe twenty years ago, there has been this clandestine uh, activity going on between this group of uh, in the Vescarium and the Corpse Fleet. How deep is it? They could have people on the Pact World Council. Like in their back pocket, they're they're a part of this. Uh, well, I think should we just try to find this disc so we can get through this door? Sooner the better. Push. This changes nothing. We have a mission. We have a mission we must complete. Dax, your instincts. Tell us to go port. We go port. He's got this spear now in his hands, and he just sort of like leans down and up and puts his ear uh, to the door. Uh, 24 perception. You hear uh, beeps. Computery beeps? Yeah, computery beeps. Sounds like a computer room, Captain. I I'm hear going computery to, beeps. I hear computery style beeping. Uh, I Take will. It. All right. Um, anybody want to come up here before I open it? You guys put your characters where you want to put uh, them. Yes. Uh, yeah. Chris will move up next to Dax by the door. Um, I'll do a perception on the door for a, a trap of any kind. Uh. I don't even know if it's locked yet, but uh, that is an 18. 18 so. doesn't uh, appear to be trapped, but you do see a little screen, which leads you to believe you probably need to access the computer to... Yeah. Uh, so can or, I act- and not even computer, like an engineering check to try and bypass. Uh, okay, I'll do that real quick. Uh, uh, that is a 28 engineering. Okay. Anybody want to aid? Well, I can aid. I can't quite get it. Dr. Friss, uh, say yeah. Could you take a look at this? Uh, PG can also eat. Oh, she's an engineer, too. Don't forget. That's right. She was the ship's engineer. Oh. I'm sorry. I forgot everything about it. I'm 140 years old. I. What is this? <laughs> is this on? You know. Um, is this what you're saying? Yeah, it's like, Ow. are you a computer? Are you one of those <laughs> the, the, iPads? Those are just oh. tears. You don't poke them away. <laughs> um, say it is Doc 94, by the way. Thank you. Was 90, I said 96. I thought it was in the 94. 90s. Pretty sure um, I said 94. It was the summer of 94. No. Can Sayun. I know. Can Sayun. That, ro- that singer I know. Sorry. Can Sayun roll her own engineering check and not aid? 
Ooh, this is, is like so a guy. Fucking rude. Everyone says, "Let's order a dessert for the table and share it." And you're oh, like, "Oh, shut up, I'll dessert man!" My, this guy I'll would order my own baked Alaska. This guy would order yeah. a dessert at his own funeral, which we're all I attending mean, next see, week. You shove it in that is, casket. Grant, I rolled a natty twenty on my aid, and so I wasted a fucking twin Sony. Yep. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I'm trying uh, to avoid that same terrible fate out. you just suffered. Um, <laughs> can I? Can I? You roll may in? roll your own. Okay, great. Um, thirty-eight. Sam <sighs> says, "Step aside, idiots." <laughs> I rolled a twenty-eight. And <laughs> you're very stupid. <laughs> Unlocks. What were you born door. yesterday? <laughs> yes, the, the textbooks were more up to date than yours must have been, Dax. <laughs> Unlocks the door. What do you do? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, Dax. Dax will punch it. Bump. Open that You open shit. the door. <laughs> he immediately just starts firing rounds. It <laughs> and I say, Candygram! Canagram. Canagram. I'm just a dolphin, open, ma'am. I'm just a dolphin. <laughs> you open Sorry, the door to reveal this? a dark room. Completely dark. The only light in the room is emanating from these three rows of computer screens, giving off like a red glow in the middle of the room. Now, Assuming most, if not all of you, have dark vision, and we know Dr. Frist now has 120 feet of dark vish. Dax, you have dark vision as well? Yes. Okay. You look into the room, and you see... It's not that large. That's what she said. Break. Thank mm-hmm. you, Eleanor, for filling mm-hmm. that gap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so quiet. That's what I got she awkward. said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Thank you, Eleanor, for filling that gap." Filling that gap. <laughs> oh, I mean, the- good. I'll give you a little flave text. Um, I said three rows of computer displays, and they're low. Um, uh, lowish, you know, like desk height, um, take up the center of the room, and there are additional control panels lining the fore wall, similar to the room you were just in. Monitors line the port, starboard, and aft wall. So it's just computer screens all over the place showing uh, various decks of the ship, uh, grav train corridors of the ship's interior, and then a lot of them are showing the Gate of the Twelve Suns, uh, as well as the position, direction, and possible firing arcs of dozens of Armada ships in the system. And you see a a heavy door set into the four wall on the opposite side uh, from where you're standing. Okay, Dax will new spear of fate out in front of him to start slowly walking into the room. He'll step in. As you step in, you see... 
two more of those creatures. Oh, no. Jeez. Standing on either side of the room. And then, standing up from the middle of the computers, you see this, like, blue-faced creature wearing a uh, uniform with, like, lieutenant uh, insignia on it. You've seen enough officers at this point. And then in the back of the room stands up. Oh. Captain Gerd Nashal. <gasps> what? 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 This is, this is the boss for initiative. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Freaking door. And we'll uh, see you after this word from our sponsor. Oh my god. <laughs> we made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. <laughs> Look at that artwork. I love it. Dude. Oh my skull, god. Skull vesk face with a squ- like squid-like tendril with claws. Fuck this guy. Absolutely. You left out the intestines part, Troy. You know, that was, was a bust. There. It was a bust on the computer screen. You couldn't see the uh, intestines, the purple oh. intestines. Ugh. You know what? It doesn't even look like intestines so much as like more of the tongue. It, it <laughs> looks like a uh, Starfinder, amped up, juiced up, science fiction-y morgue. That's what yeah. it looks like. Oh, it does. It totally yeah. does. You're I right. guarantee you uh, it paralyzes you. Yep. I guarantee you. So keep your DS yeah. if you don't like getting paralyzed. Well, just remember, a Vesk is never unarmed. Captain Vesk versus a Captain Vesk! Captain Vesk! Wait, so this is the this is the final countdown, guys. This is the end? We must this then, like, the boom, 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 Oh, really? Okay. We're not doing any epilogues, which is TPK, and then we'll call it. Yeah, uh, I think <laughs> the main thing to do is uh, use all your spell slots as soon as possible. Burn them all. This, this is it. This is 100% it. Let's Are go you through being the sarcastic? Yes, he is not. He wants you to use everything, like your most expensive grenades. Uh, <laughs> yep, Dax, yep, yep, what did yep. you roll? 23. 23. What's your bone? Plus nine. Not bad. Uh, what about Captain K? 14. Mm. 14. Not as good as Dax. Dr. Friss? Uh, 18 for Dr. Friss. Good for Friss. Callum? 17. <laughs> PG? Uh, 20, 20, uh, 20, fuck, 27. 27. Nice. Yeah. And superhuman Sayun. 23 plus 6 bonus. 23 plus 6 bonus. All right. It is PG's turn. Dax, do you <laughs> say anything on the comm unit as you enter the room? See yourself uh, flanked by two more of these lovely uh, these lovely ah. creatures the Korobozu, uh, the Black Monks, uh, 
and then there's the uh, I mean you can just see this little creature here uh, it's not quite it looks more science fiction-y than that uh, and then obviously the captain do you say anything Dex multiple contacts including the captain that's all he says and then it's time to fight Pidgey uh, PG idiot did not move with the others, so I have to spend a fucking move action to yeah, move well, up. I, I told everybody to get up there before I even opened the door. Did you no, decide to not do that? No, no, I didn't. I, I just uh, forgot to move my, my thingy. But well, um, well, then put it up so there. The it's no, fine. I, you, you would have been there. You wouldn't be like, let me just stand behind this glass case while you open the door. <laughs> Wait, um, <laughs> I love to penalize you guys, but I'm not going to penalize you for that. You wouldn't have been back there. You would have been. Yeah. That's fine. Right there. Um, PG is gonna use her move action then uh, with her new ability improved get him and so when she hears the hears the communication from Dax she's like kill the captain and so you get a 2 plus on your next attack Dax Um, and then uh, holy shit plus 2 on your next attack Dax just on the captain though Uh, on the captain yes um, okay. But everyone, everyone in the whole group gets it. Um, and then... So just I to clarify, everyone gets a plus two to attack if they're attacking the captain. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then uh, I'm going to take a second move action uh, simply because I want to not put myself at, in dumb risk once again. Yeah, um, leave Dax to die. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm not a tank anymore. Uh, and I'm gonna uh, use a new uh, envoy improvisation that we haven't seen before, called "Not in the Face," um, which means uh, that you have to uh, choose an enemy within 60 feet uh, that will that will take a minus four penalty to all attacks against me until the end of my next turn. Simply just making sure that you won't attack me because I don't want to be attacked. Uh, and, okay. Uh, I will say the only enemy you can see is this uh, from where you're standing is the uh, the blue okay. lieutenant. Well, uh, since I don't want to move in the I don't want to move in the into the room yet, uh, being like an idiot. Uh, so I'm, I'm gonna do that on him then. Uh, and you okay. have to, I yeah I think yeah roll a will save. A will DC. save you say? All right. A DC yeah DC All twenty. Right. Natural twenty on the will save. Cool. Uh, I am coming out hot. Yeah, all right. So I wasted another move action. But you have plus two now, at least against the captain, Dex. And all the other guys have. Hey, you know what? I rolled well. It could have easily gone the other way. And now, this is very interesting. It is Dax's turn. Dax, you're alone in this room. Uh, What do you want to do? Um... I don't know what to do here. Uh, I was going to dive in, but then PG says the captain. What kind of penalties am I going to take shooting at the captain? Is the captain a total cover? No. So all these screens, you can fire ranged weapons over. They're low enough, uh, but they were crouched down below uh, when you first came in. Uh, Okay. Then uh, Dax is going to take one shot. Uh, Well... You know what? Let's see what they do. If I have a plus two... Yeah. Fuck it. Dax okay. is going to unload the Spear of Fates at the captain. Oh, man. Um, wow. Oh, yeah. oh man. Lock the doorway. Hot off the press. So he just lifts this thing up, and the front opens. And it's just like... This light energy 
electricity and fire arcing out of it. Uh, speed toward the captain. Uh, God. Three shots. Here we go. <laughs> First shot, natural 20. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, my God. First shot of the spear is a natural Son of a bitch. Oh, my God. It is God. the spear of fate. It's your fate. It's the spear. He was holding wow. it in his hand, cradling it, appreciating its grand history. Wow. Oh, my God. Holy shit. All right, what kind of damage are we talking here? Uh, we are talking electricity and fire. Okay. Uh, if he has resistances, reduced by 10. Wow. Okay. Those resistances. Okay. Um, and, uh, okay, okay, sorry. This is wild. Uh, I'll, I'll just start I, rolling. This uh, fucking artifact. Because it's a just lot crit of... Just crit it. It's <laughs> a lot of damage. A, a lot uh, of damage. Oh, that crit. was a good one. Uh, so, sorry. I'm need a calculator. Uh... It is 60. 60 points of damage split between electricity and fire. Okay. Here's what you see. Uh, It hits him, and like a shimmering field around Uh him absorbs the first bit of damage, but then you can tell like it's absorbed as much as it can, and the rest of it just and hits him. So he takes... uh, most, but not all of that damage. And oh, he's go. got a force field. He's got a force field. David? That crit effect. Yes, and, and it has a burn one. effect uh, of another D10 burn. Oh, oh, wow. A D10 so he lights burn. on fire. Alright, so on his turn, uh, remember to, uh, or, or forget to do that burn effect. Um, feel free to forget. Oh, I'll remember, baby. Uh, uh, nice open spear. Nice yeah, and you open. were doing three attacks. I bet you. I, I almost guarantee you'll miss with the next two. I almost guarantee there's a natural one in one of the next two. Uh, well, that'll be fun. <laughs> Here we go. Second attack is a twenty-four against EAC. That's a miss. Miss. Okay. And uh, third attack is a natural twenty. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I broke my chair. I've always feared <laughs> that boss fights will go like this. <laughs> like, what if someone just gets stupid hot? You've got to be fucking kidding me. And of course it's O'Brien. This is, this is my, rainbow, way out of a paper bag. my rainbow tour die that was given to me by uh, a, a uh, an attendee at one of our shows. Wow. Ooh, that's beautiful. And that's I use it when we're on tour because it's Ooh. got great white numbers. I brought it uh, here to Oklahoma. Oh, this is amazing. I want a rainbow die. I want a rainbow die. Nine and eight on the first two D10. Ooh. <laughs> uh, okay. It's over. Oh my god! And another ten. That is. Oh, this is this is massive, Troy. This is truly massive damage. <laughs> oh my god. I uh, bet it is. This is absolutely ludicrous. Uh, it is. I mean, the fact that you crit with that points weapon. of damage, sixty-eight <gasps> points of electricity and fire mixed, reduce resistances by ten. Boom, Dex, <laughs> spear of fate. 
this is the most fun I've ever had playing Starfighter. <laughs> Not to mention the the shield was already down and hadn't recharged yet, so that all got through. Uh, <laughs> Two crits on a thing you wouldn't you wouldn't have hit with any of those attacks unless you crit. Oh, amazing! What did you roll on the twenty four? What was the die roll? The die roll on the twenty four? Yeah. Uh, ten. That, that's yeah, that's okay. mid, mid range. Uh, I can't believe and that's you. The, because the plus two from PG, um, but also uh, it's just plus two to hit, right? Not to damage. Uh, yes, to hit. Yep. Okay. All right. To get him. This guy oh here, the lieutenant, uh, is going to use uh, his Yellow Star plasma rifle, which fires in a line, and he's going to fire it at Dax Ooh. and PG. So if it hits Dax, it will then go through to try and hit PG. If it misses Dax, the line will stop there. Um, but it's one roll, right, David? Uh, it is. Uh, are you going to do something with your move action first, though? Yes, I am. Oh, I sort of implied that I would do that. Uh, the extra okay. damage? Yeah. No, 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 the target, the target. Oh, God, I've got David, so many don't fucking things here. Thank you. He needs all the help he can oh, get at that this thing. point. Uh, talking about the, the pre-buff? The target tracking. The target the tracking. The hell do you, you not read? Did you not read my 18th email today? Wait, do you know... <laughs> oh, I see what you're talking about. Okay, uh... Right one of you on Star the- Jammer. What is the bonus that I get, David? Just save me some time. You get time a plus here. two, so you can target as a move hmm. action. Uh, your your exocortex will dial in the telemetry of up to two targets. It's right. kind of like a study target. You Why get an ongoing benefit to hit. So and right cool. now, he can only see two people anyway. So okay, perfect. Four. All right, so one shot plus two to hit. Uh, thank you, David. God, I've got so many notes here. Ah. Okay, I need to write better notes. Here we go. That is going to be uh, close, Dax. 39 to hit? (laughs) Every time you do that, it's the same joke. And will a 39 hit PG as well? Yep. All right, this weapon... uh, This weapon's going to do some damage here. Uh, 11, 10. You both take 21 points of electricity and fire damage. Oh, no. Shoot straight through both of you. Boom, boom. 21 points. Oh, Uh, God. That overcharge is a standard, right, to get the bonus? Um, David? Yes. Yeah, the Yes. If you move action to target and then overcharge, you can do it because it's unwieldy. You can't do a full attack anyway. Right. Can I get the bonus damage now or no? Because I shot, so I can't take the standard to overcharge, right? No, no, no. Overcharge is uh, a standard action that allows you to make an attack with the overcharge. So you wrote it shitty. All right, so you each take another eight points of damage from the overcharge. So so 29 altogether from the yellow star plasma. Skid, don't you love it when you spend 19 hours prepping and then you get in the moment and you're like, I I forgot all this shit. Uh, That's exactly what happened to me. All right. So he targets you with this thing. The weapon has been overcharged in this shot. Broom hits with a 39 for, what, 29 points of damage each? Let's keep going here. It is Seiyun's turn. Seiyun, you can see or you can just sense through Dax's uh, yelping over the comm that he did some significant damage. 
Okay, uh, Seiyun. See, this is a tough situation where we have no rest left, and Seiyun wants to be useful, but also doesn't want to waste any spells here. Seiyun cannot see the Kurubozo in the uh, to the left or right of the door. Correct. Right where you're standing, you can see uh, the uh, lieutenant and the captain. I would like uh, the lieutenant to give me a will save then. I'll allow it. Uh, here we go. 25. Fuck. Uh, passed. Passed. Just barely passed. Uh, mm. That would have been awesome if you had failed. Um, that is going to basically be the term. But can I do a mysticism check on the lieutenant or the captain to get any more information for my team? Yeah, sure. Which one would you like to roll on? Uh, the lieutenant, I suppose. Okay. Um... Mysticism would be a 35. This is an Elibrian ghoul. Oh, no. Oh, Don't get touched oh, by it. More paralyzed. That is, uh, touch you. Paralyze city. Yes, it does have the ability uh, if it bites you. So if it gets up close and bites, uh, it can paralyze and also potentially give you ghoul fever. Okay, that, uh. that is a nastier situation than Seiyun thought we were in. So uh, next round, we're going straight down to Panic Town. Um, and I'll be there. That's Seiyun's turn. Welcome to Flavor Country. Uh, it is the captain's turn. Which one? My captain. Oh, captain, my captain. I can't believe you lit me up like you did. <laughs> Uh, believe it by initially taking 1d10 points of fire damage. Fair enough. <laughs> Please give me said damage. Oh. Oh. Oh, I'm happy to. Nine points of oh, fire damage. Amazing. <laughs> Holy Does that stack Lord. too with the second crit? Of course or it stacks. So the second one is another five. No, I, I don't know if it stacks. <laughs> David, your thoughts? I think it's the same source, so it probably wouldn't. You yeah, can it would be the fire ma- in more than one place in your body. <laughs> mm. yeah, there are varying degrees in how on fire you can be. Absolutely. Is it All a right. one alarm fire or a four alarm fire? <laughs> this is uh, this is really bad, you guys. Two crits on the captain. Of the Empire of Bones. <laughs> PG and Dax back together, baby! I guess we'll be going to the casino early, Ellie. Um, <laughs> With this look, right. I might... All right, the captain is going to uh, move over, uh, like, round the northern side of the room, or the four section, to, uh, to get closer to you all. Uh, and she is just going to, or I said she, I'm thinking of Kreska, he is going to uh, just unleash his full clip and turn his weapon on fully automatic to unleash everything uh, on uh, everyone through the door. So that should affect Dax Seyun PG and uh, David, cone-wise, would that affect uh, Frisk Kreska or Callum from where the ca- uh, captain is standing? I don't think Kreska, Callum, Frisk, you can make the argument, yes. 
Yeah, I'll I give think, a bonus to Friss's AC then, because yeah. Friss is around the corner. So, Friss, you'll get a plus two to your AC. Dax, say on in PG. Uh, it's just one roll. It's either it hits your AC and you take damage, or you don't. It can't, it can't crit, so a 20 won't crit, uh, but you all take the same damage if it hits you. Frisk, give yourself a plus two to your AC. The captain has stepped up and gone fully auto. Here we go. Uh-oh. That is going to be a 29 to hit. Ugh. Which With AC? EAC. And- EAC. That hits... Hits, and you have a hits PG. And Troy, you're doing a minus four on all those, right? I am not. Yes. Yeah, so because an automatic is effectively a very large full attack action, you take the same penalties you would otherwise. Oh, I didn't write that down because I didn't like that rule. <laughs> uh, so that would be a twenty-five to hit EAC. Miss. That's it's a miss. Me. It's me. Miss. Uh, all right, so it just hits PG. Oh, dear. Never rolled this many of this die. Ooh, what kind of damage is it? Uh, it is fire damage. Oh. It's just this, like, uh, auto, it's like an auto-beam rifle, so just, like, beam of uh, burning uh, plasma comes out. Uh, 6, 7, 9, 10, 13... Uh, 27 points of fire damage. Uh, so PG got hit twice uh, right out the gate. Uh, and then the captain just throws the rifle to the floor. Yeah, it's it's emptied its clip. So what it's the hell? Now. Two, two more things for the captain then. So the force field starts to recharge at this point in the turn. Got so that, yep. Great. And then the second thing, because you're burning, you get to attempt a reflex save to stop the condition. That's going to be that, DC 10 plus the damage you took, so 19. That's a freebie? That's a freebie at the end of your round. Beautiful. Thank you. Natty 16. So he is no longer on fire. Please remove that ugly condition from his beautiful visage. It is the Korobozu's turns, because they both rolled higher than the rest of you. Um, you know, I think it would be fun if this one... Uh, stepped up and did the uh, black epoxia on Dax, Seiyun, Kreska, PG, and Callum. How is that squeezing through the door like that? What are you talking about? I'm going to stand right next to Dax and just, it's a 30 foot cone, so it just sorry, I thought he was right next to him. Uh, So everyone but Dr. Friss give me a uh, is it fortitude? Yeah, fortitude yes. save. Jesus Christ. Important fortitude, guys. Jesus. A, a natural 19 on this guy. <laughs> oh, it's so hot right now. A natural 20. 20. Oh, shit. Oh. For a 27. Wow. Captain? Uh. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Say on? 20. PG? Natural 11 for 20 total. Natural 11 for a 20 total. 20, 20, 20, 20. 20. You all pass. (laughs) (laughs) Troy, you're so done. We are taking over this ship right now. (laughs) This command level's a joke, bro. (laughs) All right. I am going to have the other Korobozu step up 
and do a... Oh, actually, is he number two? Okay, fuck. All right, he is going to step up. Don't forget, they're Solarians. He's going to step up and do a single attack against Dax with an unarmed strike. Just this bony hand comes up. Uh, That is going to be a 28 against Cac. Dax doesn't even see him. He's focused on this other guy that's doing this cone. He comes up behind Dax, just BAM! Right on his armor. Clangs right off. Oh my god. And Dax slowly turns. (laughs) You're next. (laughs) Yikes! It is Dr. Fritz's turn. Fritz is kind of stuck here. There's, There's really very little room to maneuver. Yeah, yeah I thought about the... hopping out, but like, I was like, let me just do the three attacks while I have that plus two bonus. Yeah, these guys have closed in. They've got a pincher maneuver on him. And, well, okay, so Fris heard the telltale sound of a force field being depleted by this incredible, bizarre energy coming out of this new weapon. So he figures, I'm going to go for it because I want to strike him before it recharges so he is going to attempt a acrobatics check to move through Dax's spot and avoid two attacks of opportunity and vault over the computers and try to get a shot on the on the captain <gasps> oh my oh, god he's getting right me. in the middle of the room shit oh, yes uh, let me go to my GM screen David uh, David, what is the DC of what Friss is trying to uh, accomplish here? To vault over those computers? Well, I'm not no, even to concerned avoid about the computers. A, he just it's needs to a- avoid the AOOs of these oh. Johns. Yeah, yeah. It's against the uh, whatever. It's going to be ten plus one and a half times the CR or whatever. Then I'll give you the computers, Friss. I'll give you the jump. He's nimble. He's a rat. He's got great acrobatics. But can he avoid the AOOs? Uh, so the tumble is through the first space. Is an occupied space or not? It's Dax's space, right? It's, so it's Dax's just space. space. Seiyun and then Dax, yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, it's the, 15. the Seiyun space is not threatened. Because it's not threatened. Nope. Well, at leaving Seiyun space is a threatened space, right? No, it's not. So, Be- because this space is not subject to an attack of opportunity. Because oh, right. It's in the corner. Because yeah, yeah, leaving corner. Dax's space is where he's vulnerable. Yeah. Okay, uh, so that's going to be uh, fi- 15 plus one and a half times the CR. I'm not going to say the CR out loud. Uh, and then there are multiple people threatening it, and so uh, there is going to be an extra plus two to that. Okay. 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 Oh. No. Oh, 20, 25. Natural David. two. Oh. Sorry, Skid. Great idea. Ooh, great idea. Oh. So, uh, they could both take a reaction. Yep. Uh, does it stop his movement, or does it complete the movement, but he eats the AOS? He completes the movement because he's not trying to tumble through if- their space. Uh, yes, that's right. Because it's only when you're tumbling through the space that stops your movement. Okay, Fris, where was your goal space? To get <laughs> flanked by these two guys, right below the captain, or... or- uh, space away I, I, from the captain. I want, yeah, I wanted to move through Dax's square and then go diagonal south and vault over and be yeah. uh, two oh, sorry, spaces away from 
Okay, so Frisk comes through, jumps through to try and scramble up onto the onto the computer screens and come down uh, towards the southern part of the room. But as he does, they both reach out to attack. Burns both of their reactions if they take it. But man, Dax has got a ranged weapon that would be two attacks on Dax. One of them is definitely going to. The one to the north is going to take uh, the AOO and roll a 27 to hit against CAC. It's exactly. Okay. The damage is going to be 18 points of bludgeoning damage. Right. And give me a fortitude save. Ugh, can't do that. Can't you can't do that, do that during a... Oh, that's a, that's a reaction. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Okay, so great. Just some damage. The other one is not going to take the AOL. Okay. I'm saving that one. Okay. So, yeah, boom, it slashes him as he's running through his space between Dax's legs. Jumps to hurdles, somersaults over the computers. Whew. Lands on his feet. Boom, raises his pistol and fires a trick attack at... The captain against his flat-footed AC. Uh, that is a 27 against his flat-footed CAC. That is a hit. <laughs> yes! yes! Dr. Frisk! Yes! Um, really cool. 39 points of damage. Oh, my God. And he is flat-footed until the beginning of my next turn. Yes. Oh, and he's flat-footed? <laughs> Holy shit. It was worth All it. All right. So you have focused fire on the captain and lit him up, and we are still in round one. It is Callum's turn, followed by Captain K. Okay. Um, from what we've learned about the blue-faced ghoul, I forget what it's called. The uh, Alibrian ghoul. Yes, the Alibrian ghoul. Fought an Alibrian before somewhere. They had the elongated head heads. I yes, think. yes. I oh, the Alibrians okay. were the native species of Eox. That that became undead uh, after the disaster, oh, and the guy. That's right. That's right. The, the ambassador we talked to was a Librian, wasn't he? The Eoxian yeah. ambassador. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gevlasknor. I thought he back was on back on Absalom. Yeah, I think so. you're right. Actually, yeah. Look like Would the I... characters from Mars Attacks. Right. Wasn't Would the professor? Know... Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say. Would I know if they have high will? Give me a mysticism check. Okay. What's my mysticism? Pretty good. Huh? Up, oh, natty seventeen plus eighteen. That's okay. Uh, they have a decent will. They they do. They're actually hey. pretty pretty well balanced. Uh, but I will tell you a bad roll on my part. You could succeed. It's not an impos- impassable will. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to focus my energy staying out of the room. Callum's not trying to fuck with the monks. Uh, and I'm going to cast Disrupt Creature. Um, and this is where, from alternate realities, I'm swapping in different physiologies and body parts. Um, so you need to make... Oh, wait. Oh, wait. You don't even do anything for this one. Hell yeah. I just do this. I love this spell. Uh, and I impose the Shaking Condition... Uh, for what will I cast this at? Da, 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 da. I'll cast it at a s- yeah second level. Uh, so for two rounds, shaken on the uh, the blue monk. 
Shaken on the Blue Dude. Nice. Okay. Uh, do you want to move it all? Not really. Come on. No. No. <laughs> Give a little move. Mm-mm. No way. <laughs> no Callum, way. Callum goes, you got this, Dax. I'll be back here. That's what no. that guy looks like, by the way. I got your ah. back. Ay, ay, ay. Ah. It's, it's, ah. it's Lord Voldemort with a, with a tongue. Yeah, With a is. split <laughs> tongue. Yeah, see the, uh, like, uh, lieutenant's insignia on there and everything. Uh, so, that's, that is cool. Yeah. Blue, you know, it kind of looks like a ghoul, like a space ghoul with a long-ass tongue. Long tongues are big. And several medals yeah. of mm-hmm. uh, military reward. So we're clearly dealing with a high-ranking ghoul here. Mm-hmm. And now it's Captain K. You see that their captain is shockingly in bad shape. Thanks to two crits from a fucking highest level weapon you'll ever see in this game. And then Dr. Friss vaulting into the room, telling a little rat man, and hitting him for fucking 39 points a day. Just to give the audience some perspective, that spear is over 100,000 credits it costs. I have never had a weapon of that power in my hands in any game I've ever played. Just um, thinking about like what it sounds like when you fire it, what the beam looks like. Just yeah, this arcing fire electricity out of an ancient melee weapon. It is amazing. Cool. By the powers of Grayskull. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kreska withdraws spell gem that PG <gasps> brought along with her. Oh, what? Oh, your magical, magical duffel bag and activates it. And she. And she reaches out and grabs Dax, Seiyun, and PG, and the four of them, Dimension Door, to the far corner of the room. Oh, oh. my god. Beautiful, dude. Uh, I think... Amazing. Now, let's just be honest here. You would have been right there in that situation. Well, uh, I was just reading the spell. There's nothing to say you can't reorient... The space oh, so it's right? not like Pathfinder? Well, there's nothing in there. You, you always arrive at the exactly the spot desired, simply by visualizing the area. Yeah, they so, left this one a little bit vaguer, so... Uh, all right, I'll allow it. Oh, oh, oh baby! <laughs> that is Kreska's uh, turn. All right, so uh, that is Kreska's turn. Well... Maybe she takes a moment to ask PG if PG wants to come along or if PG would rather stay at that angle so we can... You should ask all of them. Well, Dax Dax wanted to probably need to be saved, and I didn't want to leave Seiyun exposed to the attacks of the uh, the monks. Right. No, PG will sit... Do you want to come? Captain, as always, I will follow you till the end. All right, we take PG with we take PG along for the ride. PG's coming with round two, and it's PG's turn. PG is about twenty five feet away from the lieutenant. (sighs) Holy macaroni! Holy macaroni! Callum left alone in the hallway, inches away from two Korobozu. Korobozu. Um. PG will. God damn it! I'm 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 trying to uh, measure out a bunch of stuff, considering I'm now in a, now in a new place. 
Um, uh, crap. Uh, how does... So, quickly. Is it... If I would move up next to Dr. Frizz and stand on uh, that, that square right there, is... That's a computer. It, so, so you basically, you have to move uh, through the aisles unless you're using acrobatics to jump up on the computer, which would slow down your speed. Okay, you can no, do I it. Won't. But, uh, yeah, you got to move through the aisles, basically. Okay. Um... Crap. Then and then I'm not 15. Like the the captain is not 15 feet away from you, correct? Correct. Right. 25 feet uh, away right now. Uh, all if you right, want to so, move right next to the ghoul, you, you'd probably be within 15 feet. You know uh. what? I am. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna use another one of my expensive grenades. Fuck it, because I think I can get all four of them, and you never know when you're gonna get all four of them again. Uh, so I'm gonna, gonna use throw. Um, a holy water grenade 30 feet and land it right north of uh, because I have a thrower arm so she takes out her thrower arm throws this uh, holy water grenade um, right north uh, in the square north of Dr. Friss and that should uh, that should get all of them all four of them but not Uh, Friss but not, well, no, it's holy water, so it doesn't matter. Oh, it's only for undead. Uh, all yeah. right, so you need to aim at an intersection grid. So show me which uh, grid, because uh, right north of Frist, to the left or to the right? To the right. 20 to feet. To the right. Each. And it's 20 feet? Oh, yeah, you've got all of them. That's valid, yeah. Exactly. Um, are you cooking? Ellie, are, are you cooking that grenade as a full action? Yes, I will. I will be cooking. Okay. So it's going to be DC 23. DC 23 what? Reflex? Uh, yes. DC 23, yes. Reflex. Reflex. Okay, let's go with the Korobozu uh, to the north. Hold on, hold on, uh, hold on. Don't you have to roll to hit, and you just have to not roll a natural one, I assume, but you have to roll, right? Yeah, just don't yeah. roll a natural one. Okay. Come on, not a natty one. It's too expensive. Uh, no, natty 16. Okay, so it hits. The first Korobozu uh, rolled a uh, 26 reflex. The second one rolled a 14, so that's a fail. Uh, The ghoul rolled a uh, 25. And the captain rolled a uh, 25 as well. Fuck! And it was so so much damage. One fail. uh, The southernmost. Kurabozu! Well, he gets... 40 points of damage then. Bludgeoning damage. Well, that's God pretty damn, damn good. Can you, can you imagine well, if that I got all save is zero? It's not half? It's half. Oh, so it's everyone half. else takes 20 points of damage. That's great. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, shit. That's great. great. Yeah. Eleanor. I read, I read the wrong thing. Sorry. You've done 100 points of damage in a turn. Great yeah, use right? of a grenade. Yes, that is quite good. Obviously, that's you want more idea. of them to fail, but you're still doing damage to every single combatant. That's, yeah, that's fantastic. Awesome. You also have to assume well, that everyone's going to pass. Like, with a grenade yeah. and Troy rolling, yeah. any fail is a, is a huge success. And they oh, all yeah. have high... You know, they've got high saves. This is the end of the end of the game here. And uh, they're monks. <laughs> right. Just for, yeah. just for flavor, I, I kind of want to imagine that the, the, the shape of the grenade or the holy water was uh, was uh, at the... Uh, looked like a spoon. Just at, as a throwback for old PG and her spoon. I, I, I want to thank that comment, actually, because that just reminded me something about those monks. Oh, uh, evasion. That, evasion. That one has evasion, oh, so the one that right. took half gets Free 20 points. Uh, so the one with evasion. Thank you, David. Well, and indirectly, Skid, but yeah, thanks. It's times like these. 
I love you, David. Did you see how David just dragged Skid into his his garbage? Did you see that? He just dragged him to hell right there. I, I think he it. was complimenting Skid. Um, no. So I take back no. my compliment, Ellie. It was uh, didn't do as good as you thought it would, thanks to David's reminder about evasion. You it is Dax's trying? turn, and it's a big turn. There are a lot of enemies here, and yeah. you've been taken to the other side of the room. Friss is alone. Callum's alone. You're alone. Inside. Shit. I'm worried about Friss. Me too. This is a bad situation that the captain has put us all in. (laughs) (laughs) Your selfishness. Um, Yeah, I'm sorry I gave you a clear shot of the guy you're about to kill. I'm so sorry. I uh, would move for a vote of no confidence in Chancellor of Valorum's <laughs> leadership. Uh, is get him still active wait, wait, wait. once you does start that make it, you Eleanor, Jar Jar Banks? Or do you have Troy? to spend a move Shut every up. round. Um, I am. I unfortunately. Oh wait, I have a move action left, right? Uh, nope. I just no. no you I did could, a full I action. Right it's a full action. Yep. Sorry. You have to spend nope. a move every round for that bonus. Yeah. That sucks. Convoys aren't as as fun as one could. So the bonus think is that's gone. Terrible. Twelfth level, and plus two, and you have to spend a move action for it. Fucking garbage. Um, what do you want to do, Dax? Still who do you want to do? Yeah, Captain's flat-footed, sitting duck, bro. Yeah, I want to try to take out the captain. The question is just like, do I do I do all three attacks or just one attack? Uh, I mean, if I go after this ghoul, I could get. Um, I could get uh, paralyzed um, and then be out of the fight. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I'm going for the captain. It's just the question is three shots or one shot? Three shots and Friss is in enormous amounts of pain and suffering if I miss. Yeah, but you're never going to have a better chance to hit with those three shots than this turn. Uh and if you take oh. him out with one shot, you have other sh- shots that you can spend on other. Targets. Don't ar- don't argue the other side, Joe. It's three shots. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm just thinking. All I'm thinking of is Friss, not the mathematics Flat-footed. of hitting. Uh, all right. Here we go. Flat-footed against the captain. I'm going to begin a. I don't know why I can never remember the name of the ability, but three shots. Here we go. Spear of Fates. First shot is a miss. Second shot is a miss. No. Third shot is a natural 19. All right. At least one one got through. Okay. One got through, and uh, that is uh, 24 points of damage. Bad roll. Bad roll. Still up. It was 12 on 3d10. Oh. It is the ghoul's turn. It's spooky. <laughs> uh, you did the mash. <laughs> you did the mash. Oh, man. Oh, man. This guy's pretty great. That bite, that ghoul fever is real nice. PG's looks, looks tasty right there. <laughs> Thank you, Troy. I take that as a compliment. <laughs> but the ghoul is going to uh, 
slide around and fire off the yellow star plasma rifle at Kreska and Dax. Uh, targeting. Here we go. One roll. If it hits Kreska, then we see if it hits Dax. Just, I mean, fire through both of you. Uh, 37 to hit. And you can target and move on the same turn? No? No. All right, 35. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Mm. Here we go. Let's get some damage here. Let me get a couple D10s. Uh, That is going to be very, very good damage. 26 points of electricity Mm. and fire damage each, plus another 7 points from the overcharge. So, what is that, 33 points of damage each? Just big ol' damage. Okay. All right. This is messed up. It is Seon's turn. You're doing great. But this is a this is this is the hardest combat you you have fought in this game. I'm guessing because of how Dax fired at the captain that these computers are low cover. I can see everyone over them. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Before you go, I'm sorry. Oh, no, it doesn't matter. Sorry. I was going to say I forgot about the flat footed because I rolled a 10 and that missed before. But uh, I had the bonus from PG. So it evens out and it's still missed. Sorry. It's okay. That's why you should always just say it. Yeah, I wanted know. to double check it. It's a 22 yeah. against EAC. That's you, still, that's I'm not going to correct you because I don't want you to hit. So when you're like, miss, and you keep going, I'm like, great. Let's just yeah. keep playing the game. The other one was a natural three, so I knew it wouldn't hit, but yeah. it, I did roll a 10. Sayon? Sayon is going to shout out, stay away from them, and then whoo, refractive magic loses, le- lets loose from her hands, and I'm going to need a will save from all of your creatures. All of my creatures. All of your creatures. Come on, Grant. Come on, dude. All right. I will roll. uh, I'll go across the room, starting with the Lieutenant Ghoul. Uh, Will, 22. That's probably not going to do it. Yeah. With your new. uh, Let's do the Corobos. This isn't mind affecting, right? No. This is good, Joe. Uh, First Corobosu, 25. Pass. Second Corobosu, another 25. Pass. Uh, same exact one, and now the captain. I mean, this is a big one. Will? Yeah. Uh, 28. All right. Well, the lieutenant is slowed. Oh, ho, 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 ho. That's, that's great. That's that great. That is awesome. So that's, he's not going to be able to move around and do that shit, that, that yeah. boosted, not felt, overcharged nonsense. Felt, having him move in there and shoot at both of you felt like, uh, towards the end of a, a chess game, when you're defending your, your king against like someone's rook, you know? Rook. It's like, if yeah. you can just like go straight down a line anywhere. So I was trying it's to very, stop that around. That's an astute comparison, Grant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's exactly what it's like. Um, you know, again, just like PG, you'd love for them all to fail, uh, but getting one in a battle like this is, is a win. you got to take it as a win. Mm. Uh, it is now the captain's turn. Oh, uh, Sayen's probably going, well, I guess she'll stay where she is. Can I do another knowledge check that would be helpful on the captain? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 34. The captain is indeed a morgue. Mm. Mm. That's a morgue. Uh, that's a that's morgue. A uh, so yes, uh, should he hit you with his clawed tongue, 
that has uh, a paralytic ability similar to the bite that the ghoul can do. Um, so that's bad news once it gets to that. But who knows? He may not survive that long. In the meantime, though, he is going to uh, pull a grenade off of his belt and throw it in the direction of Kreska, Dax, Seiyun, and PG. I don't think... Actually, based on the intersection, that will be Friss as well. Uh. This is a 15-foot blast. Everybody give me a reflex save. Well, I don't think you can get Dax and Friss. Uh, According to David there, can I? Uh, It gets just to the corner of Dax's square. Corner to corner. But I don't think that will radiate out enough. Yeah, I don't think you can, actually. How do you get it? How do you put the arrow on the intersection? Uh, There's uh, underneath the ruler. Snapped a corner. I see. I mean, if I put it... Oh, because it's go. It's just going to the corner of the squares, right? Yeah, it doesn't get. It doesn't get to it. And All also, right, so I'll leave it out in box terms. Yeah, I'll leave out Friss. Just Kreska, Dax, Seiyun, and PG. Uh, PG, what's your roll? Reflex. Reflex. Uh, oh, uh, that's going to be actually not that bad. Twenty. Twenty. Okay, Seiyun. Crushed it with a twenty-eight. Oh, nice. beautiful, uh, Dax. Uh, if you're just listening at home. Is draining his wiener. <laughs> Kreska? 19. <laughs> 19 for Kreska. I imagine Dax is going to pass, but I could be wrong. It's good because it's 3d12 damage, uh, which will be halved. Joe, give me a reflex save, you son of a bitch. He can't. He did not hear that. Joe, reflex save. Reflex save against a grenade. Oh, you bastard. You do not want to know what Troy said about you while you were gone. Uh, I was hoping to not be noticed. Uh, I knew this would happen. They all see you. That is a 23. All right, you all pass, and you all take, unless you have evasion, 12 points of uh, electricity damage from this shock grenade 3. That uh, explodes out and just barely, like, came right up to the electricity, like, crackles right up to Friss's feet. And then the captain moves out of the room and right next to Callum. No. Oh, Oh, no. Oh, my God. Callum, do you have a weapon in your hand? Uh, Like a melee weapon? No. I don't think think you can do that, actually, because you had to draw the grenade and throw it. You don't have quick draw or anything else. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, I Could I have so. drawn it, drawn it while I moved, or no? Sure, but then you can't uh, throw it. <laughs> true. At us, is it? Uh, uh, I guess you could draw. No, I don't know if you can draw grenades like that, though. I think it's okay. just weapon weapons. Well, well, whatever. It's your game. Go for it. Okay. Um, well, no, no. If I can't uh, draw the grenade, throw it, and move, then I won't do that. Um, what um, I will do... I th- wait, I think... Um, Let's see. Uh, if you have a base attack bonus of plus one or higher, you can combine drawing or sheathing a weapon or a weapon-like object with moving 
up to your speed as a single move action. So theoretically, yes, you probably could move, make the move out of the room with the grenade, draw it, and then throw it from the far side of the room. Uh, yeah, it but it's not like I can then continue. Talent, yeah, too. I can't continue moving. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I can't throw it on the run. Like, Dax, you can shoot on the run now, right? Yeah. You can throw it from where you are now, though. If you stopped here, you could still throw it into the room. Right, but I'm still... Basically, I want to get to he, uh, to ah, just gotcha. to the north of the yeah. door so and they you, can't fire at me. Uh, so I'm not yeah. even going to worry about it. You know what? Give yourself that ten points of damage back, everybody. You forced me to go after Callum. I will slide out of the room, and I will try to claw Callum with my tongue to paralyze him. Oh, no! Jesus Christ. That is going to be a 28 to hit against Cac. Oh, against... Oh, wait, no, that hits. A couple things. (laughs) Oh, against Cac? Why do you have to... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was a 33 to hit. A couple things are going to happen. First thing is boxcars on the damage. That is going to be 31 points of slashing damage from the clawed tongue. And then I need a fortitude save from Okie dokie. I said this Okey thing dokey. paralyzes. I knew it. It's morgue looking son of a bee. And then... Uh, okay, I'm going to use my alternate outcome and re-roll that seven. <laughs> Ooh, already? I can't get paralyzed. He's going to kill me. Wow. I'm selfish. I use it on myself. No, it's perfect. <laughs> okay, that's... Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, 14, 16, 17, 19, 20? 20? Paralyzed. No! God damn it. Shit on a cracker. God. Shit on a cracker. And we'll see you next week. Troy! Oh, the pain. Oh, we are How so far away this? from Callum with so many enemies in the way. How could you have done this? I can't believe you've done this. I can't believe you've done this. Yep. Dimension door. Blame dimension Un- door. Unbelievable. How do you no, use a spell jump? Sydney, I got you. Well, got goodbye, you. everybody. I'm dead. Uh, I won't see you next week. So, bye. Now you can come for the first 10 minutes. <laughs> And then get out. Androids and Aliens is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Dead Sons is copyright 2017. Dead Sons and the Starfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Starfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.